Hey everyone, welcome back to the More Plants podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Today we're having part two of our holiday special episode since the holiday season is just around the corner, or I think we could probably already say we're firmly in it. And I gave you tons of culinary tips and delicious ideas for your meals and spending time with family members and making sure you have delicious goodies that are vegan at that holiday table. And today we're going to cover some of the more emotional aspects, some of the things that can come up when you're vegan and maybe the only vegan around that holiday table. Hi there, and welcome to More Plants, a vegan podcast by Bramble that helps you start, continue, and enjoy eating plant-based for your health, the animals, and the planet. I'm Kim Sujawalski, your host and certified plant-based cook and educator. In this podcast, you'll find all the practical tips, resources, and support you'll need to make your journey easy and sustainable, no matter where you are along this path. To learn more about our online courses, recipes, and blog, visit bramble.com. And now, Let's dive into today's episode. The holiday season can be especially hard when you're a new vegan and sometimes even a bit of a challenge for seasoned vegans as well, but it doesn't have to be. And I always love giving you a little bit of handholding and some support this time of year, especially for all my new vegans out there. We have so many posts in which we've talked about tips and practical aspects of navigating the holiday season as a vegan. We have a full video and section on it in one of the modules in our course, The Roadmap. But today, I thought I would give you a bit of support, not in culinary and meal planning terms, but in the emotional and relationship side of things so that you can have the most joyful time this holiday season, no matter how you eat or how differently you do so when compared to your family members and friends. We're going to talk about boundary setting. We're going to talk about the meaning of the holidays. We're going to talk about our reactions to other people's reactions, how confidence is such an important aspect when we bring this new lifestyle to the table and our family eats in a very different way and so many other things. Before we get right into it, here's a note from our sponsor for today's show. This episode is brought to you by our online course, The Roadmap. The Roadmap is an online course that will help guide the way if you're newly vegan, thinking of becoming vegan, or wanting to take more steps in this direction. Module by module, we take you by the hand through every step, covering topics like finding your motivation and having the right mindset when making this change, to how to build a nutritionally balanced plate, how to shop, prep, stay on budget, plan your meals, travel, get organized, and navigate every social situation as a vegan and so many others. There is no stone left unturned, and we do it all with that approach you love so much, in which missteps are welcome, and there is no such thing as perfection. And of course, it includes the most delicious recipes and menu ideas. There is so much more included in this course, so head on over to brownwell.com forward slash the roadmap to watch our video trailer, to see the full list of modules, lessons, and recipes, pricing, and more. Again, that's bramble.com forward slash the roadmap. Now on with the show. People often have the question, is spending the holiday season, Christmas, Thanksgiving, etc. hard as a vegan? And the answer to this question will vary based on how you 
take on a change like going vegan. Although it can take some trial and error and especially time, and I can't stress this enough, until you and everybody else in the family gets used to your new way of eating, it can be helpful to know that first reactions won't be permanent. And I've said this to you so many times, but it just it's important to repeat it. Everything gets easier once our loved ones get used to the idea that we eat differently. It's such a shock in the beginning, but it doesn't stay that way forever. Even if they end up not understanding and never coming around to it, they will understand that this is something that is yours, that it's important, that it's lasted, and that it's probably here to stay and things change. When Carlos and I spent our first holiday season after going vegan on our own, because we have we lived so far away from family. When we first went vegan, we were living here in Spain, but we had no family living here in Spain as we do now. It was very simple. It was simple enough in the vegan department because, of course, I made our delicious Christmas dinner vegan and we loved it and enjoyed it. And that was that. I remember that when we first started sharing this time of year with new friends, things were also easy enough. We would bring delicious vegan dishes that everybody could share, even if other people were bringing non-vegan dishes, or we would host a vegan dinner at home with so much delicious food that everyone, omnivores and vegans alike, loved it. And this is still a tradition we keep on doing to this day. Spending the holidays with friends and family who had known us prior to going vegan was a bit more challenging. It's here where the sticking points lie. (laughs) I remember having to answer lots of questions the first holiday season we spent with family members. I remember that itch, because it truly is an itch, when you first start learning about all of the issues surrounding the use of animals for food and all of the just techniques that are used, all of the cruelty involved. I remember that itch to jump in and set the record straight when people told myths about animal agriculture and knowing I also didn't feel comfortable getting on that soapbox all the time. So I had this duality that was very uncomfortable for me in the beginning. I remember people showing me their plates filled with turkey or ham and saying things like, look at what you're missing. Take a look at this. Do you remember what this tastes like? This still happens to me at barbecues sometimes, I have to be honest. Particular friends who are very joke, joke-centric joke love doing this. And they don't know that we've been hearing this kind of stuff for a de- over a decade. <laughs> and it's nothing original. I remember how odd it was the first time around because I was not expecting all of these reactions. I also remember missing being part of the communal preparation of some of the traditional holiday dishes because, surprise, surprise, (laughs) this was always my favorite part about the holidays. It still is. It's the, maybe other than putting up my tree and decorating the house, It's the food preparation, the getting up early to do all of the dishes and plan and set the table and do so much cooking with a holiday movie in the background. It's still my favorite thing. I know this will just, for some of you, this is like, no, you want to get it over as soon as possible, but it's really such a joyful part for me. And we used to do this as a family because we were cooking the same dishes. So 
that was something I missed. But I also remember the joy of starting new traditions, the joy of seeing my friends get together over our table and ooh and ah over vegan recipes that I was just starting to create because Bramble wasn't even on the horizon. I mean, I was just really getting into getting more and more into cooking. I remember the first time I mastered that pumpkin pie or that vegan roast with mushroom gravy. And I remember when I realized that the part I had always loved of spending the entire day in the kitchen, like I said, like I mentioned, <laughs> it's, it's a thing for me. It was still possible with vegan dishes. There were still so many things I could do. So cre- I could get so creative and I could do all the basting and all of the smells could fill my home and all of these things that are tradition that we hold so close, they could all still be there. With every passing year, I felt more and more comfortable answering questions and the jokes in the comments started dying out until they were actually quite rare, except for a few people that still love them. But I remember how being vegan reminded me of how food is just the excuse to gather. It's just the excuse to get together. It isn't what this time of year is really all about. I remember how I soon realized that all of my favorite Christmas foods could easily be veganized. And because they looked so familiar to people, our family started enjoying them too. All that was needed was time, time for us to practice and time for our loved ones to get used to change. So because today I am giving you a kind of pep talk, I have a few reminders and tips for vegans during the holidays because all we can control, all we can manage and all the expectations we can navigate, they're our own. So that's where we start. And then we deal with whatever happened later and I will be here to support you. But it's so important to just remember a few things that are going to make Anything that happens and any conversations and any mistakes made and any steps back in the way of eating, it's going to put them into perspective and you're just going to be able to enjoy this time. So I want you to remember that any new change comes with steps back. If you ate something that wasn't vegan, if you answered a question in a way you later regretted, if you felt a little uncomfortable standing out at the office party at Thanksgiving or during any gathering during the holiday season, if you got emotional after a family member said something to you, if your delicious dinner didn't turn out perfectly the first time, the pumpkin pie burnt and the pecan pie overflowed in the oven. Remember, all of that is part of the journey and it will get easier and easier with every passing day, every passing year, every passing season. I also want you to remember that any new change takes practice, like I said. So don't see every challenge or question that comes your way as a test. This is so common and we have to start shifting the idea that The spotlight is so strongly placed on us that everything is sort of like a test. See it as what it really is. It's the way we learn, first of all, but we also tend to forget just how much we learn 
from those moments in which we didn't react according to plan or we didn't know what to do in a certain social situation. These moments were the ones that taught me the most. So look at them straight in the eye and say, okay, okay, bring it. Everything from cooking familiar meals to shopping to planning to talking about this way of eating with people, people who are asking constant questions, everything takes practice. Just like when you learn to play a musical instrument or you are trained at a new job or you take up tennis or surfing or whatever it is, it's practice that will make things easier and time will give you all of those learning opportunities. So don't see them as this pass or fail test. And we're also going to talk about another aspect related to this. And it's what we sometimes interpret as the intention of the other person that really is something else. It could be curiosity or concern or just not knowing and being legitimately curious, but we'll get to that. Remember that the holidays are a special time of year for many people. And this can sometimes elevate people's reactions to your change. This is why so many people, so many families fight. It's a charged time. For many people, the holidays are an emotional time. This time of year is tied to past memories of family traditions, loved ones who are no longer here. And many of these holiday rituals are tied with food. This can mean unsupportive or how I like to call them not yet supportive friends or family have strong reactions to you wanting to make the vegan version of a sweet potato casserole, something as benign as that. But it's why sometimes there's a big reaction to it. The first secret to countering this is to be aware that their reaction is not about you, that it has to do with that fear of change. And it has to do with the expectations people have about the holidays. It's such a charged time. And I myself am guilty of this. I have this very, like, very, very specific mental picture of what the holidays and what the holiday season means to me. And it's always important to remember that we have to be flexible with all of that because it can sometimes clash with other people's expectations. Now, the second secret is to remember that you can fill family time with a whole bunch of new traditions, and this will make relatives feel as though you're not rejecting them or the traditions you have as a family. Your plate simply looks a bit differently or your activities look a little bit differently or your shopping looks a little bit differently. All of the things that can encompass a vegan lifestyle, right? So try to keep the spotlight off the plate. One of the biggest tips I can give you is that although veganism is about so much more than the food that fills your plate, on days like the holidays where the plate is a symbol of many other things for people and everyone has fantasies and expectations of what the day is going to look like, I want to encourage you to see your veganism as just a different way to eat. I know it's not, not only that, but on this day... Just look at it like that as a slightly different plate and find the connectors to those around you, hobbies, stories, memories, what else is going on in your life. Start there as a new vegan. It's when people are relaxed about your presence that their minds are more open to the sides of you they might not fully understand yet. And so that's why this is so important. I also want you to remember that you don't have to be the world's number one expert on veganism. Do not stress out 
about not answering specific questions in the best way. Don't worry about not knowing everything about nutrition or ecology or farming practices or food policy. I do think educating yourself is so important. That's part of the reason why I do what I do because it's what helps us answer questions that might light a little spark in somebody else. But we have to reduce that pressure because we do feel that we have to be experts on everything these days. You're making this change and you have your own reasons for doing so. This is no one's business but your own unless you wish to share it. And share your story with kindness and begin by saying, I'm not an expert and I'm trying to figure this whole thing out myself and doing the best I can. And that often just relaxes the atmosphere and it relaxes you because if you're a new vegan, you are learning, you are getting started on this path. Why on earth would you have to consider yourself an expert and know everything to know how to answer every question? That's just silly. That's just too much pressure. I also want you to remember that you can make anything vegan and bring something along in this has to do with so many of the practical tips I gave you in our previous episode. But I wanted to remind you of it because so often we forget we're stressed out about what, you know, maybe if we're going to parents, our parents' house or grandparents' house or uncles, aunts, where they've always done most of the cooking, we can forget that we can also bring something along. And I always offer to bring a vegan dish or two to a dinner party or to a gathering. Talk about this with whoever is hosting so that it goes with their menu. Answer any questions they might have. Most hosts will actually want you to have plenty of options to eat at their holiday table and they'll have questions about ingredients. So answer and always follow that up with, I'll be happy to help or I'll be happy to bring that dish for everyone if you want. This can ease the pressure on everybody. And if you have one of these very gracious hosts that they say, no, 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 I'm treating you. I want to invite you to have, and I want to have so many things for you. You know, you can always insist a little bit and 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 try to see if it's not, they're not just saying that to be polite, but at least this opening up of the dialogue reminds them that you eat in a different way and is helpful. And always, 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 you probably know this by now, (laughs) always bring enough for everyone that's attending because the vegan stuff always calls out to people. That's a, should be a hint right there. But it's always, in my opinion, some of the first ingredients and foods and dishes to go. So bring enough, bring enough for everybody. Now, remember that most people will come around when they see you've stuck with it. In my experience, the first few months or the first one or two holiday seasons are the hardest because people are still waiting for you to go back to old habits. So once people see that you've stuck with it and you've shown them that tradition will be kept in place and will simply include the swapping of some ingredients or some activities for others, people will begin to wrap their heads around it and begin to respect this as the default. Or at least they'll learn to keep their objections to themselves. 
just like they might have a relative with celiac disease or a relative who simply won't eat broccoli no matter how much cheese is poured on top, they will soon simply take your being vegan as a given and plan festivities that include this and or they will ask you for help so you have plenty to eat too. Now, I also want you to remember that when all else fails... Support might come from sources other than your closest family members. And I've told you this so many times when we talk about the importance of community. Support might come from friends or coworkers, even non-vegan friends or coworkers. Remember that you can also host your own holiday meals aside from the ones you spend with family if the situation with the family isn't as you thought it was going to be or it was difficult or uncomfortable for some reason, you can begin new traditions with people you feel safe and comfortable with and that respect your choices. And this can be in addition to all the time you spend with family and all your usual traditions. I also want you to remember that you don't have to work yourself to the point of exhaustion, cooking and planning meals so elaborate in order to convince others that vegan food is delicious. And this yes is also a note to self. Even simple vegan dishes are yummy and can have a holiday twist to them. And you don't have a moral obligation to be the voice for all vegans or the best home chef in the world. Do what you can and what you have time for. And this can include store-bought items to bring along. Now so many vegan restaurants offer full-on Christmas holiday menus that you can order You can buy what you're not going to have time to make or what you don't feel as confident making yet, like some of those famous and scrumptious vegan holiday roasts or anything at all. Relieve the pressure a little bit. People who are inclined and curious are probably going to find whatever you bring interesting and delicious. And people who have already made up their minds and feel that veganism isn't for them they're probably even going to find faults on the most scrumptious, incredible meal of their lives. Even if they have that, they're going to have their objections because the mind is a powerful thing and our will is such a powerful thing. So I hope that can maybe help to ease the pressure a little bit. And of course, I'm here to help you improve your cooking skills. So that's going to be also happening (laughs) slowly but surely. Oh, the next one is one of my favorites. And it's so important to remember because it seems like a forbidden thing to talk about in vegan circles. But as you know, I'm not afraid to here. Remember that it's normal to crave old familiar foods. Going vegan wasn't the flipping of a switch for me. And I'm pretty sure Carlos would say the same. I still remember my recipe for roast turkey, which Carlos's mom still makes every year with my recipe. And I remember the taste and the texture. And I remember it as something I really, really liked. I also know that I don't see it as an option anymore because I wouldn't feel happy eating it. It's almost a non-food for me at this point. But it's normal to crave familiar foods that were part of many holiday meals before you went vegan. So what I most recommend for this, for cravings in general, is to try take try to take along, and, and this could be what you decide to bring along, try to take your favorites in their vegan versions so that you never feel deprived and know that all of us vegans have 
caved at some point, especially in the beginning. And we've had something that wasn't vegan. This isn't the end of the world. You dust yourself off and you keep on going afterwards and you don't look back and you learn from what happened. These moments are going to become rare and rare as you move forward on this path, but they're so normal and they're not a reason to quit. They're not a reason to say you're not meant to be on this path or you can't do it. You just dust yourself off and you keep going. I also want you to remember that the pressure is not on you. We sometimes go to these parties or gatherings feeling pressure or stress, especially that first holiday season as a vegan. Remember that this feeling is yours. It's very likely that most people won't even remember your dietary habits and they will catch up once they see your plate. That's usually the moment. They might ask you a question or two out of curiosity, and then they'll move on. It's simply not true that our relatives have planned out this mission to shine the spotlight on us. It's just not true. People are often legitimately curious, and people are usually thinking about their own struggles and challenges, wondering if you're thinking about their eating habits. This is always a huge and helpful reminder to me that most people are also worrying, but it of course isn't about me or my plate of food. This tip alone is going to help relieve so much pressure. And of course, I'm talking a lot about food, 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 and veganism is about so much more than food. It's a backbone of your decision-making and it's where your decisions, your shopping decisions, your activity decisions, your meal decisions stem from. And it's the way you move through the world. I know this, but the issues around the holidays, they always seem to start with food and sometimes depending on your family of origin, on activities, and I'm thinking of people who go on a hunt during the holiday season or go fishing during the holiday season, things like these where you're shifting the way things have always been done a little bit. So know that it's about much more than food, yes, but easing up easing up the pressure when it comes to the food, it's sort of an example and lots of opportunities to practice it and it'll ripple out to all the other areas. Now I've reached one of the most important reminders and it's boundaries. When it comes to whatever it might be, the size of our bodies, the way we look, the way we eat, our life choices, something happens when we're surrounded by people who love us, where the sort of invisible adult line called independence is blurred, it's wiped out somehow, and all topics seem like fair game. (laughs) And this often happens during holiday gatherings. One thing I like to remember, even though it's hard when you're surprised by comments that come while you're surrounded by relatives who themselves have been surrounded by alcohol, (laughs) is that often comments are just slips that would have come out differently on a different day. Or comments come from a place of love, concern, worry, or from legitimate curiosity, Although I'm all for teaching and explaining what I know, and I'm usually an open book, I also often have to remind myself to set boundaries when people are being excessively pushy or invasive. 
talks around the table can often happen around vegan topics or have centered around commenting on people's bodies or how they eat, how they need to be eating more or not having a second helping, how the way they eat is wrong or perfectly right and all other ways completely incorrect. And then it's the person across from you who's now feeling bad because they don't eat that way. It's It could be a minefield. It also expands beyond food. We've had distant relatives ask why we don't have kids and others asking those with one kid when they plan on having the second or the third. With time, I've realized a couple of things. Once the topic at hand has been resolved within yourself, once you've had time to wrap your head around your choices and you've gained some confidence and you've done any grieving of the choices not taken that had to be grieved, external comments are taken in a different way. This is great news for your future self if you've been struggling. In the meantime, boundaries are helpful. And in my opinion, they can come in a few different ways, some more helpful than others, depending on the source of the comment or question. They can come in the form of simply brushing it off with a joke, by quickly changing the subject, by asking questions back, by excusing yourself for a minute or putting a pen in it and mingling while you gather your thoughts, by trying to really understand where the other person is coming from and why they're saying that or asking those questions. This helps lower the volume of what you think is behind the question oftentimes revealing a much more benign and curious question that will produce more comfortable conversations once you realize oh oh okay you're not trying to you're not trying to find this place where you're going to you know it's not a gotcha question it's a it's a legitimate question okay okay i can handle this it can come from a firm boundary also of topics that are off the table with certain people Most of the time, though, the two strategies that I find most helpful are these. Let's say you've had to set a boundary, explaining why you've set a boundary and getting very honest about how these conversations with this person about this particular topic make you feel can be hugely helpful when just the boundary setting hasn't helped before or hasn't worked before. People will respect the boundary more if they understand why you're placing it there, if they understand that you're not ready to talk about certain things, if they understand that certain topics and the way they, you know, the way you two talk about them together hurts your feelings or is you're not ready to go there yet. And You can say, you know, we can talk about this, but I just don't want to talk about it at the table during the holidays, right now in front of a bunch of people. And explaining why is going to be more helpful and it's going to be a little bit better received. And another thing that is important, this is the second thing, and some of you are not going to like it, but have the uncomfortable conversation. Have it. Know that even if you make mistakes, even if you don't win every argument, even if you felt tiny and the conversation too big, you can then set a boundary within yourself of what you're willing to learn from and take in and what you get to peel off and not internalize. I know that that's easier said than done when your feelings are hurt, but hurt feelings have taught me so much. They've taught me so much. They've been 
and not that I seek them out because of course I don't, I'm not a masochist, but (laughs) they've taught me so much about what's going on inside. They've taught me about things I still need to work on. They've let me know when in fact I have been wrong. They've let me know of people I don't talk about certain issues with because it's just too hard and we're just never going to agree and we have to agree to disagree. They've let me know if the relationship I have with someone needs a bit of shaking up and shifting. So don't be afraid to make mistakes, to have the tough conversations. Go into everyone with an open mind so you can really hear what the other person is saying because there is always some common ground, always, even in disagreements. And you can greet yourself with tons of self-compassion and kindness if things don't go as planned. Internalizing what can make you grow and leaving the rest. Now, remember to focus on what's really important and what isn't. It's funny how the craziness of the holidays can take us out of looking at the bigger picture. This happens to me every year. It's just a very busy time and there's so much going on. Even the decorations are busy. Even the activities are just, it's craziness and it's childlike craziness. And that's what makes it so special and so fun that it can take us out of the bigger picture and it can somehow make us a little bit worried and obsessive about certain things that aren't really that important. This time of year, many people will lack the resources to travel and be together, some due to war or political troubles, some due to illness or the passing of loved ones. Having something you disagree with, even when it is based on your value systems, even when it's something that's become so important to you, like eating and shopping differently from the people around you, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal for you. It's something, it's a choice you've made that is important. But the disagreement, the part where you're not 100% connected to the other person because of this new choice you've made, that's not that big a deal. Eating food that is a little bit different, but having a lovely and delicious plate of food in front of you is a blessing. It's a blessing when the arguments we might sometimes have with loved ones have to do with what butter the apple pie was made with. We can sort of check ourselves. (laughs) This is important. We can check ourselves and notice that in the grand scheme of things, it's so not important, even when it's a change that means a lot to us. How having the choice to make food choices at all. How wonderful that is. How, what a blessing that is that we can make a choice like this because we want to make a choice like this. And it's precisely why it is important that those of us who can do make this change is why I'm vegan. I'm happy to do it for someone who can't do it as easily for whatever reason, due to financial restraints, lack of food security, a disability, a chronic illness that makes this change harder for people who are just not the faintest bit interested, who just don't get it. Well, I can do it. And that's all I can focus on. And any of the weirdness, any of the jokes, any of the little comments, any of that stuff, it's just not that important. And it's something that you get to live in your body as the seasons go along, the longer and longer you're vegan. So remember how lucky we are to be among loved ones with food on the table. It helps bring everything else into perspective, I think. To me, there's nothing that gratitude won't make a little easier. And this is not just me saying that, but 
countless studies, gratitude is such a, it's such a door, such a great door to walk through to solve and calm down so many of the aspects of our emotional lives that could be in turmoil. And last but not least, I want you to remember to have fun and enjoy this time of year. Have fun with it. Enjoy the food. Share some laughs. Add new holiday traditions that have nothing to do with food. Things like watching a funny holiday movie or decorating ornaments, going ice skating, playing a game. Laugh off comments and laugh at yourself a little bit too. It's important. It's important that us vegans do that. The more confident you appear, the more you are enjoying the moment, the more everyone will relax and turn the spotlight back onto whoever got way too drunk and is saying something hilarious and inappropriate. Join in the festivities, the laughs, the new traditions, the activities. You are a valuable part of your family, your group of friends, your coworkers, and the food on your plate is not the reason why you're a part of this clan. To reassure everyone that you've found delicious and plenty of food to eat, that everything else looks yummy too and they need not worry, change the subject to a funny anecdote and people will relax while you do as well. I hope these little reminders helped as a pep talk, especially if you're feeling a little bit anxious, if this is your first time around, (laughs) and know that we're here for you always. And I'm so excited for this holiday season as I am for all of them because it's about so much more than just the food, just like veganism. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us reach more people who are interested in making more vegan choices and need some support. Remember that you can find all of the show notes, links, and many additional resources for this episode in the description below. And of course, don't forget to visit bramble.com to learn more about our online courses, recipes, and blog posts. Till next time, everyone.